Storming Norman. Yes, Storming. This is uh, Storming Norman Schwarzkopf, the man who led the invasion of uh, Iraq in 1991, whenever that was. Yes, very much a real, a real man. But, but what else? What, what do we think society feels a, a real man is? What? Macho. Yeah, macho. A provider. Yeah. What are the words? Tough, aggressive, aggressive, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, strong silent types. Anyone know who the top one in the white shirt is? That is five bonus points if you get that one. People from Leeds, you should know that one. That is Peter Lorimer, the man with the fastest shot in the... Uh, League One in the 1970s. One of my personal heroes. Anyway, so, so, so we've got this idea, haven't we, about, about men. You know, uh, society portrays them as perhaps, you know, Iron Man there. You know, that cartoon. Jamie was talking about superheroes with, with superpowers or, you know, someone who's, you know, maybe built their own home with their bare teeth using bricks from a Czech prison or something. Or, or you know, a guy who's hunted down his lunch every day and killed it himself and put it on the barbecue, you know, that, that kind of thing. Um, you know, perhaps it was a buffalo he had to chase down first and wrestle to the ground, that kind of thing. Um, or, or more commonly, I think society sometimes sees real men as perhaps someone who's a bit reckless, uh, someone who punches hard, someone who's maybe even violent, maybe a, a womanizer, a dozen, a dozen women behind him. Thank goodness many men aren't like that. And many men cannot live up to those kind of images, kind of live up to those things, those pressures that society puts on us. And society does put those kind of pressures onto us, particularly our young men. Um, you know, Dolly Parton said it's hard to be a woman, and it is. But it's also hard to be a man as well. Uh, and I want to suggest to you, without picking on Jamie too much, that Jamie is indeed a real man. Not because he is six foot one and he can bench press 500 pounds, <laughs> but because, and looking at other men in this room as well, but because of what we says here. Now, this isn't the passage we, we read earlier. This is from uh, Titus chapter 2. And you might just want to turn to chap- Titus chapter 2 in your Bibles. Um, here we're talking about how God sees real men here we're talking about how God sees um, manliness that idea of of Christianity for wimps is in part addressed by this kind of passage so let's have a look at this very quickly the first part of this in verse uh, verse 2 here Titus 2 verse 2 we can see that something about older guys in the church all the guys in the church, and how they're encouraged to be a number of things. There are six things there. You can see that they are to be temperate, worthy of respect, self-control, self-controlled, excuse me, sound in faith, in love, and in endurance. So let's put, pull those apart into two groups. First of all, they're to be temperate, worthy of respect, and self-controlled. Real men are not out of control. They know when to stop. Jamie was talking about being, being angry on the, on, the field of, on the rugby field there. They know when, 
when not to kick off. They know when to listen. They know when to speak. They know when to have a drink and when not to. They know how to protect and be tender to a woman. They don't run round like adolescents. Uh, no, a real man is, is in control. He's self-controlled. And because of that, they're, they're respected. These guys are, are respected. When you're a man like this, when you know someone who has that kind of standing, they get respect. You know, you know that they've, they've weathered some storms. You know that they have integrity. You know there's someone who, who struggled. They've known successes and failures. At times they, they may even have been, been broken. But people respect that. People respect that. They have dignity and they have gravity. You know that you're in the presence of a, of a man. But secondly in verse 2 there, look, look, look again, older men. Uh, this, so this is what real men are aspiring to. They're called to be sound in faith, in love and endurance. We're called to be, real men are going to be spiritually sound. They're going to be sound in faith. Real men believe in Jesus. I think, I think that was a bumper sticker at one point. Real men believe in Jesus. Um, that, you know, they believe the Bible. They have a certain understanding of it. I'm not talking about uh, an academic knowledge or, or a book kind of knowledge necessarily. Not that there's anything the matter with that. But they know the truth about Jesus. Real men know they were created by God for a purpose. They know they are not perfect. Real men cannot live up to that purpose on their own and so they know that, that Jesus died for them. They know that, that he died in brokenness and understanding all of that, then they put their trust in Jesus and they try their best to follow him. They're convinced of the faith. They're not going to let it go. They're not wishy-washy. They're not flaky in any way. They... We talked about it last week, didn't we? I think they walk by faith and not by sight. But also, look, their real men also are sound in love. They don't have a self-centered love. It's not, it's not all about them. They have a, a sound love, a self-sacrificial love, a love that was demonstrated by Jesus. A love that pours itself out selflessly day by day. A love for God and a love for the people around them and real men endure you know when you're talking about you know, Christianity is for women, that kind of stuff you know, so many of us, we know what Christians will go through in their own lives every day uh, they're, not, you know, they're not some lumberjack striding through the woods or a, or a Formula 1 racing driver just hitting the apex of the bend as they go forward I want to suggest to you that a real man is just as much someone who goes to a job every day that he hates every morning to provide for his family because there's no other choice. Or he's a man who's going to be refusing to be pulled into a competitive world of consumerism. He dares to love his wife perhaps if he has one when, when she does not love him. A real man, if he has kids, will care what his kids watch on TV. They're going to be someone who perhaps if they don't have a wife but they desperately want one, will wait for God's timing, knowing that it might not come. A real man is someone who, though they know they're flawed, will ask God to change them. 
and mean it. He's not going to walk out when his society needs him or his church needs him or his friends need him or his God needs him. Real men, it says there, real men endure. They're sound in faith. And it's by faith. And, and nobody does this perfectly. Nobody does this well all the time. I'm not saying that. Please don't, please don't mistake me in that. But this is what we strive towards as men. This is what, as real men, we want to strive towards. We want to be authentic. We want to urge each other on to this self-control and to this soundness of faith. But very briefly, just look at verse 6 as well. In verse 6, Titus starts to, excuse me, Paul starts to talk about uh, younger men, encouraging them to be self-controlled. Some young men have not had to endure the trials and struggles of older men. Some have admittedly had to, snatched out of their childhoods by tragedy, but, but we... We pray that most have not. And, and here Paul is urging them to self-control. Um, it's a short list. It's one thing. And it's more than enough to be dealing with. I mean, the pressure from inside and outside, if you're a young man today, is, to be honest with you, intense. Uh, far more so than when I was uh, a young man. That was a long time ago. I admit, but... Uh, but it seems now to be so intense the bombardment from the media from peer pressure tempted you know tempted to evil or, or, or um, you know the need for speed get behind the wheel of the car go fast the idea that women are objects for sexual gratification legal highs illegal highs confused messages from society the pressure for success Pray for our young men. And if a young man wants to be a real man, then they will be following this advice and fighting for self-control, fighting those pressures. Sometimes losing, but knowing that they have fought a hard fight. And actually, when you read, read the rest of this chapter, and, you, and you, you, you can do that afterwards, Paul actually instructs just about everybody to be self-controlled. It's the one thing he's kind of encouraging everyone to be. Um, So let me suggest some ways in which we all might imply these kind of instructions from Paul here. Um, let me just very briefly give us some ways in which we can fight back against this idea of Christianity is only for wimps. Um, no particular order here. First of all, perhaps to single women who are here and who are considering marriage. Uh, look to the Bible for your definition of a real man and not to society. Hannah read out from 1 Timothy chapter 3 the qualifications for elders and deacons. And you can see here, again in Titus, Paul uh, writing some things about what men should, should aspire to. Look for these things. Look for these things in, in men. Don't look for the nutters that sometimes society thinks, are, oh yeah, you know, go for that guy. No, 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 no. Listen to what God has for you. God has some very specific ideas about the kind of people who you might want to think about marrying. Um, that's God's best for you. Uh, if you're here and you are married, perhaps you, you are uh, here and you're a Christian and you're married, um, it might be that you need to take a step back. 
and to let your husbands be these kinds of men. And that can be scary. That can be frustrating. I understand that. But there may be a place for you to make some room for them, to exert some leadership, to encourage them to take responsibility in your households, to applaud their desires to, to follow sound doctrine and self-control, the kind of things talking about here. Perhaps you are here and you are a lady and you're not yet a Christian. Isn't this the kind of man that you would want to be your father? Isn't this the kind of, of man who you would want your husband and sons to be? Look out for this. Encourage the men in your life to be like this and understand that you are wanting them to be like Jesus. And if that's the case and if that's what you are admiring, then go to him directly and trust in him directly and follow him. Or maybe you're a bloke here and you're not yet a Christian. Uh, isn't this the kind of man you'd like to be? W- wouldn't you like people to say about you that, that you are worthy of respect? That you are self-controlled? That, that you endure things? Isn't that, isn't that something that you would want to look towards? That you would like to be? Or would you like to be seen in the kind of way that society seems real men? With some of those ideas we talked about earlier. Some of those pretty unhelpful ideas. Do you want to be a womanizer and a cheat and in that way? Or do you want to be authentic? Do you want to be viewed with respect? If you want to do that, you, you, you honestly will not meet your goal if you're not on God's side. You need to repent. You need to put your faith in Jesus as your saviour. That is the only way you will reach your goal. Perhaps you're here and you're an older guy. I will allow you to define where older guy and younger guy is for yourselves. You know, I mean, some of you may feel naturally attracted to one or naturally attracted to the other. I'll leave that with you. But perhaps you feel, feel you are an older guy. I know I do. Um, struggle towards this goal. Pursue this idea. This idea that's set out in, in Titus here of what a real man is. Uh, don't lose sight of it. Don't lose sight of what we're called to be. Endure. When you're called to endure, love people. When you're, when you're called to love people, learn sound doctrine. As I say, not necessarily in, a, in an academic way, but, but receiving it from the Bible. And then pass it on. And then pass it on. And this is where we pass on. Invest in the lives of younger men in our churches. Tell them, tell them follow me while I follow Christ. And to the younger men, listen to that advice. And follow them. These older Christians, these guys who've, who've seen the struggle, they've been there, they've done it. They've run out of space for all the t-shirts they've bought. Um, they've learned more. They've been tempted more. They've fallen more often. They've endured more. One of my very good friends, uh, I'll say Stephen Ryan, so if he listens to it online, he knows who it is. One of my very good friends, Stephen uh, as a very young man, said to me that his ambition in life was to learn all the mistakes that his older friends had made and then not have to make them himself. He said, he said that, you know, this idea that, oh, you'll learn from your mistakes is rubbish. It's good. Yeah. No, because then you have to make the mistake and have the pain. No. Watch other people, watch them make mistakes 
and then don't do it yourself. That way you don't have the pain and it's far more economical. Same idea here. Same idea is is to learn from the older guys so you don't have to make the mistake. And, and, And guys, and you know, we know that our banter, if we're blokes and we're all together, we're talking about surface stuff quite often, let's be honest. Cars, the match, music, travel, Doctor Who, who knows. Um, but, but, and there's nothing the matter with that at all. There's nothing the matter. But, but at some point you have to move past that. You have to move past that and get into spiritual conversations. Have some discussions about something of a, of a more spiritual nature. So don't just keep it at the surface stuff, guys. We need to be pursuing, as, as, as men, as guys, we need pursuing real, authentic manhood. And the church then needs to take a role in that. We need to hold out and teach what real manhood looks like. And that is Jesus. He is our model. He is the, the template of our manhood. He is the template. That is our goal, to be more like Christ, to be more like Jesus. And that is why self-control is being under his lordship, not under our own. We want to, we want to train and, and build ourselves up in the same way that Jamie will train for the rugby pitch, to be more and more like him. We want to be, train ourselves to speak and to teach sound doctrine. We want to practice and, and to be taught how to endure, how to, how to stand when we have to stand in the gap. We want to be learn how to be temperate and self-control. So Christianity is not just for wimps. Because that is hard stuff to do. And it's not just for tough guys. It's not just for girls. It's not just for people who sing. It's not just for people who don't sing. It's for everyone. Because Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. And he wants people to come through. If you're a man here today, Jesus is calling you to not a wimpy faith, a flaky faith or a wishy-washy kind of faith. He's calling you to an authentic, real, tough, compassionate, self-controlled, enduring, joyful, loving, committed life of following him. And that's what we should do. Let's pray together.